Hey, you're listening to Soul Psych with Schlemy Balsam and the Frame Stauber. And let's rock it. Zero? I think this trailer is episode zero. Can you imagine episode zero? When I signed up for my first bank account, and the lady chose what my uh, name was going to be, my login, whatever, and she, she typed in Schlemy Balsam, and it had to have a number. What number do you think she put down? Well, I'm going to get zero now, baby. Zero! I'm not a zero. Right, exactly! I'm going to have lots of money in this account. <laughs> not zero money. I, mean, I was like a ninth grader, but I was like, really? You went with zero? Definitely one. I'm number one. I'm nine. Or like, or like. She meant or, one. She meant it. Yeah. Like a, like a she was like a. She was No, she was zero and one on opposite sides of the keyboard. You know. She was putting the zero after. What? Because you know the zero before the one or the zero after one makes a very big difference. That's the yichus thing, right? Yeah. Kind so she zero. was assuming you already came with the ones. So she's adding zeros. Yeah. Huh? Huh? I like that. That's good. Then. Um. Okay. Welcome! Yeah. First episode, everybody. Welcome? I'm welcoming you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, that's confusing. I was giving you a cue. <laughs> oh. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, yeah. Thank you. Um, so what are we talking about today? I think we'll kick off with Betachen, because it's relatable. Right? People know pretty much you know hopefully about Betachen. Tell me something about Betachen. The only people who want Betachen do you have a sense of you need betachen when they have a problem? If oh. you just won the lottery, you don't come to look up shiurim on betachen. Mm. It's like if I need something, then I need betachen. Right. That was one number off in the lottery. Yeah. Then you have a betachen moment. Yeah. I was waiting in the DMV this week um, for like five, six hours. You need betachen. That was a betachen workshop right there. That. Yeah. If you need, like, you could either go to Torah anytime or the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important. Actually, I, I once had someone who I did a Betochen workshop seminar once, right? And I had one of the members there who was having a big issue, and it was like, my daughter is not getting into seminary, and uh, I didn't have money, and, uh, and how am I going to get her in? She's such a good girl, and she needs to get, you know, the whole kind of problem. And with, I would, uh, what the Betochen seminar is about is like, if you're gasping for air and you need money now and all of that, my message really is betachen is not a quick fix to get stuff from God. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, I, I hate to, like, I disappoint people. Oh, uh, you, you came to, the problem, it's like a bait and switch. You know what a bait and switch is? It's like a marketing technique. You say, hey, you want this X, Y, or Z thing? I got your attention. Then you push it out of the way and let me sell you something else. Uh, right, it's called a bait and, and then, then switch. switch. Nice, okay. Right? You bait the fish and they bite it, then you pull the worm away and you stick a hook in it or whatever. You get them, right? right. Okay? So, how do you get people to come to your betachen share? Oh, you need money, you need children, you need a shidduch, you need health, you know, those four are the big ones. And you say, oh, so you want those things? Betachen can get it for you. So people come, they all know that there's some kind of magic with that. Yeah. And then you, then you say, but here's the, here's the thing. You know what betachen really is? It's a relationship with Hashem. They're like, oh. Man. But when's the money coming? <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I have a relationship, I get the money? <laughs> So, so when do I get the shidduch? Yeah. So how much do I need to invest in the relationship to get my tachlis? So I'm really, right? And this, late, this mother was, you know, telling, so you're telling me that I'm too late, that I should have started this year ago. So, so actually, uh, well, that's not the nice way of saying it. It's not that you're too late, but it really would have been good had you did it a year ago. But not only that, something's going to happen. And your daughter will or she won't get into seminary. And what I'm really curious is after this story is over, 
are you still going to be coming to Betachen classes? Are you going to be interested in Betachen? Because you could start now, and you could say, oh, I was inspired to start because I had a problem. But are you going to stay in the relationship after you get or don't get what you need? Right. Right. So it's really about the relationship with Hashem. I want, let me, can I read you this email? Yeah, yeah. Since I do Betachen stuff like that, so I get these kind of emails. The only email I ever got was a woman with trichotillomania. Oh, wow. I know what that is. I, I I'm so proud of myself. I can't say it, but I know what it, it means you're pulling out here and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember that. DSM. We learned that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Hi, Rabbi Stauber. I've listened to many of your speeches, including those on Betachen, and really appreciate them. I heard... Hey, you heard that? That's the, ah, that's yeah. the good stuff. That's right. feel good. Yeah, she got your attention. Yeah, right? <laughs> bait, bait and switch. <laughs> I heard that you help people deal with anxious feelings by focusing on Amun and Betochen. So if you listen to this wording, she's actually writing kind of like what we said in our trailer thingy, how like anxious feelings doesn't sound like a religious problem. It sounds like it's anxiety. Mm. And you deal with anxious feelings using Amun and Betochen. So it's using Judaism to kind of solve a psychological issue, right? It's interesting wording. I think it's true. So I'm struggling a lot lately with anxious feelings, and I'm hoping you can help, you can answer some questions I have. She's got three questions. Number one, I know and believe that Hashem is in control and watching over me, but how is that a comfort if He also watches over people as they go through really tragic or scary situations? Meaning, just because He's watching over us doesn't guarantee our safety. This thought troubles me a lot, and I'm hoping you can help me with it. Right? So clearly, she's looking for comfort. Okay. Right? In scary situations. And betachen doesn't provide that comfort. So what's wrong with my betachen? That's the question. Right. The first thing I want to say is betachen is not about getting comfort. It's not about results. Correct. If you're saying like, I need comfort. Right. So it's it's coming like I need something and betachen is a way to get the thing I need. Whether I need money, whether I need a shidduch, whether I need health, whether I need comfort from scary life is scary and i want to be calm inner peace the 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 what's the name of the safer the that's one. That's good one right in shar betachen he says that the mahus habetachen is menuchas hanefesh so right so it is menuchas hanefesh it is uh, this comfort this inner peace mm. right it is it is that is the essence of betachen right the thing is though if that's what I want to feel good inner peace, uh, it's very elusive. Because as this question is, it's not, it, what do you mean? There's no guarantees, no one says that, right? Let's continue with the questions and yeah. I wanna like, you know, continue with the perspective. Number two, I work on noticing Hashem, thanking Him and focusing on my brachas a lot. I'm having really difficult time feeling that Hashem loves me. This is partly from the way I grew up, but I constantly feel like He may turn on me at any moment, and I'll be left stranded, especially on the days when I don't serve him as I should. How can I change that thought process? So Hashem is really a punishing Hashem, punishing God. Let's go to number three. When something tragic or difficult happens in the world, we learn that it's for us to look at our actions. This idea causes me, like each painful situation is entirely my fault, but if I was improving enough, that would spiritually affect others and we wouldn't have these sorrows. How can I stop the blame and guilt and focus on more productive thoughts and feelings? Wow, it's like, I mean, First of all, I think it's classic. A lot of people have this yeah. kind of thing. It's relatable. Very relatable. And it really does seem like, like we just need to, to me, it seems like a relationship issue. Like in, in other relationships, if you're married, 
or if you have children, or if you have parents, or if you have close friends, business partners, <laughs> a boss, employees, mother, in-law, yeah, father, in-law, yeah, yeah. So these are complex relationships, right? How do you do that? How do you deal with the problems in the relationship, the things that cause you uh, stress or anxiety? Well, you don't have betachan in your boss. Well, right. how about if you don't have any trust? Betachan, let's oh. call it in English. If you don't trust your boss to pay you, for example, or that he won't fire you, well, you definitely need to trust your boss. Do you trust him that he's taking the company in a good direction? And he's going to be solvent. He's going to make money. Y'all are on the same team. you got to trust each other. So betachan is the bedrock of any relationship. Yeah, trust is is there in any relationship. You're, re you're relying on him for whatever whatever the relationship is. Yeah, I, is he gonna stay in the relationship? You know, right. my father, that's all, Peter Jacobs, he taught me that the reason why we have other relationships, the reason why Hashem designed the world in a way where we have so many kinds of relationships is that we could learn how to have a relationship with him. Nice. So we're, we're, me and this, we're meant to learn by our by succeeding in relationships or failing learn what well yeah do. well we guess we could learn from failures yeah. <laughs> but ultimately yeah i guess the goal is to succeed in yeah. them, right? <laughs> to how to succeed a relationship with hashem or fail in that relationship as well. well or to recognize when i'm failing yeah yeah so like the first thing what the first thing like i want to say about this is that in the way it's described in Chazal is like a baby with a mother, you know, it's like a terror, you know, that's what the terrorist describes it. That's a relationship. The baby doesn't have a relationship with the mommy because of any reason. It's just natural. Yeah. The baby feels comfortable there. Right. Right. Just going back in the Chavis Alvavas, Bitachin is that sense of calm. Does that mean if I, that, is, is that one and the same? Or is that like a cycle? Like if I have betachan, I'll be calm. Like if I see someone who has, who's great, calm, it must be as betachan. Or if I want betachan, I better calm down. <laughs> so I, I had I, the kind of, I think you're asking a question. The question I had when I saw the Chavis of is that I thought that the result of trust would be calm. Right. Okay, but he doesn't say that. And that he goes says, back to the to the bait and switch. That's right. Yeah, come get your calmness. Yeah, I think it's a great mm -hmm. deal. says, Mahus Yeah. The essence, the definition of betachen is the menuchas hanefesh al habotea. Right. So yeah, I was very surprised to see that. Menuchas hanefesh habotech. That's right. Like the one shall habotech. It's shall. Yeah, menuchas habotech and shall habotech. I think I'm quoting it. Yeah, we're gonna double check this out. Yeah. Go ahead, check, check me, check me out on it. There's like a certain, there's a certain. The reality is that people who have betachin are calm. <laughs> Question is, how do you get yourself involved in that program? Mm -hmm. Is it through the betachin or is it through calmness? Because if it's right, through so calmness, that's where that psychology is, is. Is relationship. Do you have a relationship with this? Are you looking to uh, to have a more comfortable life? What what what, what am I looking for? Am I looking for comfort? Am I looking for money? Hmm. Or am I looking for a relationship? Do I... Do I let, let, let me ask the question this way. If let's say Hashem, excuse me for speaking so crudely, but whatever, Hashem, forgive me. If Hashem, instead of Hashem, let's use the word supercomputer. Cool. If there was some supercomputer, some matrix, really in charge of everything. And it would be the same thing. 
if you want to have a good life, you need to be synchronized with the Matrix. Mm. So there's be no love. Side. What's that? Like be on his side? Be on his side, follow his rules. There's a computer program. You got to play the game of the program. If you go, if you do things not according to the program. Virus. So you got to do these mitzvahs. You got to do these things. So you want to be comforted. You want to get through life and get what you need. Follow the rules. What if the Torah, like, would it be the same Torah? If instead of like a real relationship, you don't have a relationship with a computer, I hope, right? That's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> you can't have a relationship with a computer, right? I, ho I hope. I mean, it's maybe Siri. Well, we have our phones. Today yeah, we have yeah. this, you know, <laughs> it's kind of awkward. Hi, Siri. Good morning. Good morning. You like, you know, like, it, okay. yeah. So let's not go there, please. People are not sure what gender they are. Maybe I'm a computer. I am not a, not a, because you know, today you have to sign on. Are you a male, female, or other? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm a computer. <laughs> like, I have a friend, uh, may rest in peace, who identified as a parachute. Identified as a parachute? Yeah, I didn't know. Did he carry people on <laughs> planes? Like, what's the deal? I guess they like, identified as someone with a parachute. You could go skydiving uh -huh. without a parachute. You just Maybe can't that's go skydiving why he's not alive twice. anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a chore joke. He never existed. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, you have a friend who identified it? Oh, my God. There we go. <laughs> he thought he was a parachute. Jumped out of a plane. Oh, my God. Okay. So we, we dissected that well enough. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I apologize. Please scratch this from the record, man. This didn't happen. Um, <laughs> what are we up to? Uh, identifying uh, relationship with phones. You can have a relationship with a supercomputer. Thank you. Well, it's Thank not you. a meaningful so one. If if Betachen is about that I need something, whether it be comfort or whether yeah. it be the things that I need, so Hashem might as well be a computer. Mm. And then you could talk, how do I get through Menuchas HaNefesh? What, since we know Hashem is not, it's about, it's about love, Hashem wants to, he want, we have a mitzvah to love Him and He loves us, and that's kind of what this is about. And it's more like a relationship with a baby with a mother, that's the way the Torah describes Betochen. So that's the real focus. The real focus is, what does Hashem mean to you in your life besides this? Okay, there's a bunch of problems that this young lady has. But let me ask, if I would ask you, it's something else. Like in, it's something else in your life. Is Hashem part of your life in any other way? When you wake up in the morning and you say, I don't know, is he part of that? Which reminds me actually something that I learned from my... I guess to talk about psychology, my psychology supervisor, who said something really wise. She said to me that therapy is not, when you talk to a client and, you know, the first session should be getting to know the person outside the problem. Mm. Because we're not here just to talk about, the person is much more than their problem. So if they come into your session and they're just, and all you do is talk about the problem, so you're really just stuck in the problem. Actually, the way to solve problems is to find the power, the, the empowerment, and the kaiches and nefesh of the person. But if you don't even know the person at all, and they only talk to you within the context of where they're stuck, so that's what you're gonna be doing. Right. So meet the person and get to know them outside of the problem also. Right. Right? And that I think that's something that we're gonna use here. See, that's fitting. We're learning from yeah. psychology, right? Can you have a relationship with Hashem outside the thing you need from Him? Right? Now, if you do, if you succeed at that, and let's say, I'll just go with that example. Let's say you wake up in the morning and you say, thank you, Hashem. I'm sorry, I hate, I hate this, you, you know, go to that tagline, but it looks, whatever. It yeah, works. Right? Okay. So, and you're really feeling uh, grateful for life. Yeah. And it makes you feel good. You're like, ah, 
Yeah. I'm genuinely grateful to you, Hashem. Yeah, like, Hashem, thanks, man. Like, I mean, not man. Thanks, thanks God. <laughs> Thank God, you know? And if you're feeling, like, expansive, like, in your chest, or, I don't know, for me, it's like, ah, you know, and you're feeling good. So you have this relationship with Hashem. Mm -hmm. So then you could feel calmer about problems because you've got this, like, really cool God that, like, helps you with stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 I do this on my Shabbos table with my kids, by the way. What? Uh, we, yeah, well, here, here's how it goes. I ask the kids for a thank, for a Hashem loves me story. Now, mm. the purpose of the story is not to prove that Hashem loves you. If you don't know Hashem loves you, we'll have, we'll have a different conversation about that. Like, we already know Hashem loves us, and we and we're supposed to kind of be aware of that. And so it's not. And we know that every you mentioned earlier that the uh, problem with a lot of and I share this problem with a lot of kind of the stuff about B'tachin is that all these stories, but every story has a counter story, so it's not convincing. Yeah. Does it make sense? Oh, and it all worked out at the end. It's very nice, and these, there are beautiful, inspiring stories. Yeah, yeah. There's But there's also horrible stories. And, it, you know, so I don't use stories to prove a point. You can't okay. prove God from a story because you could prove that he's no, if so, you could prove that there's no God from it because the world is really, 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 really terrible stuff going on. Horrible, horrible, horrible tragedies. Yeah. You know what? If you look at the stories that are happening, ouch, it doesn't look good. Can I tell you a terrible story that I read? Please. Like, I was just yeah, thinking. Everyone loves terrible stories. You can tell me a terrible story. <laughs> but I was like, you guys want to hear a terrible story? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just thinking. Yeah. Um, and so I read this in a Betachen book. Okay, and most of the stories land up and it worked out perfectly because they had betachen. This one didn't. They lost 25 grand. They won a $25,000 check in a lottery. Ura, okay, yeah. Something like that, yeah. A shout out to Ura. And, and, and they lost it. The wife lost it. And well, at least husband, it was her fault. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, hang on. Uh -huh. The husband was sitting through a betachen share. Um, and right after he finished, he's like all psyched up. And you, dude, there's no proof. He, he had been talking before the share, right? right, right but right. he got she's this so whole psych up. And, right. and yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> she gets the call and she's like, it's gone. I just, it's gone. And he said, actually, you know, it's Menashe Wow. It's, it's all right. I mean, that stinks, wow. but you know, maybe it'll turn out, maybe not. That's an inspiring story. Yeah. And they, I don't think they found it. Like, that was the end of the story. Yeah, wow. But the so story to know. I would want to know, you know, how. I'd want to know about how that works. How does it help? How do you know? How do you get to that place? I think we all believe it. Like we all know logically, right? Yeah, but logic. That see, that's the thing about we psychology. Don't live with logic. That's the thing where it's like you know, like it's like, you know, how do you take your logic and bring it to a, another place? So, I guess the way I want, I want to talk to you about the method that at least I do know about, and I, I would love to, you know. This is something that I'm fascinated to learn more about this. Um, the purpose is not the purpose of a Hashem loves me story is not to prove it, but rather to experience it. Because how is trust ever built? Right. I think the answer to that question is positive, consistent positive experiences. If you always have good experiences with someone, you start trusting them. Now, if they betray your trust once or twice, boom, it's over. But if the person is always Consistent. It. Yeah, your boss pays you on time every month. You trust that he's going to pay you on time. Right. But if he misses a few times, then you don't trust him, right? And it's like that in every relationship. If a person says he, he call, they come on time, yeah. you trust them that they will come on time. Right. If they don't come on time, 
You don't trust them at all, come in time. It's not all or nothing. I just, I, I don't want it to sound like, you know, someone breaks the trust once, it's gone forever. Because you could re-reinforce it, right? If, if my boss gives me my paycheck late once, and then he says, I'm really sorry, and then he says it'll never happen again, and it actually never happens again. See, that's, you could rebuild that's the, the thing, though. It takes much, much, much more positive, yeah. and it takes very little negative, because mm. trust means you rely. If, you, right. if, if he misses, you know, 2% of the time, you're nervous. And he says, but 98% of the time I pay you. I, I, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to doubt you, but I do. <laughs> like, the thing with trust is we don't know. Right, right. Trust is about what I don't know. I trust that you're gonna do something in it even though I, I can't prove it. It's like this miraculous thing. And it comes from this, it's a conditioning. I think it's a psychological conditioning mm. um, that if it's just happening, we assume it will happen even though logically I can't prove it. I'll, let me prove this to you. Yeah. The, what's amazing to me is that people will get in the car and drive, and so you're driving in your car. This happens all the time, yeah. everywhere. People yeah. are just driving in their mm -hmm. car, and they're going like really fast. And then there's two yellow lines, and on the other side of the two yellow lines, someone else is driving. <laughs> and a little chasashalom swerve, boom. Yeah. And we just go about and do this. We just drive. What if the other guy is drunk? What if the other guy is texting? What if the other guy is a teenager? Or just homicidal. Yeah. Or what if the other guy's all of the three, <laughs> right? And we know, I think the leading cause of death in the United States of America is automobile accidents. Seriously? Yeah, I, I learned about that in, 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 in when I was learning CPR because cardiovascular disease is the second leading cause of death. But like automobile accidents, like, whoa, much more. Unless I'm mixing the two up. I think it was this one. Yeah. They had a picture of cars crashes and it was like way up to the top of the page. Wow. So it was like, yeah, a lot of people are dying all the time in car crashes, but mm -hmm. we just, get in car unless someone was in an accident and if they have this like traumatic experience oh they don't trust it then anymore. suddenly they can't but what happened statistically something changed why yesterday you were like la -di -da, da driving and like oh it's gonna be fine like it's not 100 percent. if anymore. someone's in the back seat having a trauma oh you just have trauma from your accident <laughs> you know what i mean right but then it happens to the person it's like oh my gosh like, right? this happens it actually so what that tells me is it's, it's not, not logical it's mm. a conditioning and if you've been conditioned by good experiences, by consistent, safe experiences, then you think it's safe, even though it doesn't make sense. Wow. Right? But if you had a negative conditioning where you were in an accident, so then your, your body, your neurology gets rewired and you're like, suddenly don't trust it anymore. Wow. In my mind, that proves yeah. that trust is not intellectual. Wow. Right? Because statistically, nothing is, is changing. You know, we always think that that we feel comfortable unless we're put in an uncomfortable situation. And Jordan Peterson pointed this out in one of his old, old uh, lectures. Um, right? Let's take it. He said that it's the opposite. We are totally insecure and feel totally uncomfortable. We've been conditioned to feel comfortable, right? And the proof is you take a kid to the mall. He's totally good because he's with his parents. Parents walk away and he's terrified. Right. right. Kids are naturally terrified. Wow. But if the, but we are we are, have so many conditionings that make us feel comfortable to get behind a wheel right. To, right. You know, to drive right. on our side of the yellow lens, we find in Israel. Right. Apparently, statistically, more people have died in car accidents than in war. Wow. Uh, and yet, and yet, we're more comfortable in a car than, than we think. are in war, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't usually say this, but thank you for eavesdropping in our conversation. <laughs> and please eavesdrop some more and click at that place that you need to click. Where on the top, it's on the bottom. You know where it is, man. Do it. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Bye.